2: starts right now live from the Nasdaq market side overlooking New York City's Times Square. I'm Melissa Lear. Traders on the desk are Steve Grasso, David Seberg, Dan Nathan, and Guy Dami. Tonight on Fast, a classic investment theory is flashing the buy sign for one beaten Dow stock. The chart master will tell you the one name he thinks will break out in 2018. Plus, the holiday rush is on as FedEx and UPS race to your door. Are those stocks the best way to cash in on online shopping? The traders have a way to play it. But first, we start off with the crypto nightmare before Christmas Carnage across the space at one point Coinbase suspending trading. The sell-off is holding no prisoners. Everything from Bitcoin to Bitcoin Cash, Litecoin, Ethereum all getting slammed. Bitcoin is down more than 30% from its highs, but making a bit of a comeback from the lows in today's session. And crypto stocks taking on the chin as well. Square Overstock, the CME, even Riot Blockchain getting crushed after their big runs. While longtime Bitcoin investors are used to this volatility, this is the first time many new Bitcoin believers are feeling the crunch since piling in. So how long does this last? Does it spread to other parts of the market? Will these newbie investors be scared off for good, Dan?
0: Yeah, listen, this is not a bad thing, especially if this whole crypto thing is going to have some legs here. Obviously, you know, from October to late November... Bitcoin doubled, it went from five to 10,000, and then it doubled from 10,000 to 20,000 in less than a month. So the fact that we had this 30% pull- pullback, it felt like a bit like a panic. It was in all the altcoins. You had some system problems, like you're talking about, a lot of really bad headlines. Our Twitter feeds were taken over by crypto over the last 48 hours here. And I think that's really important to remember that this is just one asset class. It did not for, nice. Go into other asset classes. And let me tell you the other thing. I know a lot of people who've been on this train, and I have not. I'm just a tourist when it comes to it. I'm trading. I'm gambling like most of you on my Coinbase iPhone sort of thing. I've, it's taken over my iPhone. But people are waiting for this pullback. And that's why it bounced off of the lows today. And that's why we might have put in a short-term bottom.
2: If this were a stock and we pulled the chart up, how would you interpret it? thought
0: a trade if – it, if it were a
1: stock, that's a great question. I and, then, and, it, then,
2: and then the question is, and it's not, and so how do you interpret the chart? But let's pretend
1: that it is for a okay. second. I'll play that game with you. I'll say, you know what, actually, if you were looking for an opportunity, today might have been a day. I heard BK on with you during the power lunch, and he talked about exactly that. He bought it a couple times today. So – Effectively, it traded rather well, given everything that happened and given everything we just talked about. In terms of stocks affected, you know, Steve's been on this, and we gave him kudos on Tuesday, overstock was at 20 handle or low 30 handle when he started talking about it. But on Tuesday, we flagged it and said, look at the price action today. Traded up to 82.70, all-time high, closed lower on the day on huge volume. We said, good opportunity to pull the ripcord. Turned out that was right in the short term. I still think there's some downside there. On the other hand, is CME, by the way, which is not a crypto stock. And I think sell-offs in CME should be bought.
3: You know, when you get uh, – Dan opened up the show when you, and when you see this ratcheting higher in the stock price, the person that buys it last is the weakest hand. They always say it gets out of the weak right. hands. But you had a lot of millionaires on paper made from that, the ratcheting up in price. And they want to make sure. On
2: Bitcoin itself or? On Bitcoin
3: itself. On Bitcoin itself. So you want to make sure that you become a a millionaire in reality versus on paper when you see your position go from X to 10 times X or 100 times X. So, well, in in Bitcoin, everything, discipline leaves because no one was staying long that, that long forever. But you get people just put the pressure on it countries. Regulation comes on. So you saw the Russian headline that they're going to start regulating it. Maybe you have oligarch selling this. Maybe you have people that were last in selling it. Maybe you have chunky sellers in here that can't sell as much as they would like to, but they have to put pressure on it. I do think it bled out to the overall market. I think it was a risk off trade in the overall market. But guy brought over overstock. ICO, Initial Coin Offering, is what Overstock offers with T0. So it's blockchain. It's a different element. But I think that the, the true weakness in financials is that financials were believers in blockchain ultimately in the future as well. And they sold off that element. I think they will buy it back. I think this was a buying opportunity.
4: I think the way it traded today was excellent. I mean, the way it ended the day, and I say I agree with Guy, I, I, I looked at it as a as a huge win for cryptocurrencies in general, especially the, the sort of the, the most prevalent ones. So I do think it bled into the market a little bit, especially names like AMD. I mean, you saw it, you know, hit AMD, you saw it in the video a little bit. And anything that had this like garbage biased with it or sort of like the buzzwords of AI, blockchain, what have you, that's not a real company. I'd say this, what's really important in this market when you look at a and let's talk. We can talk crypto. or We could talk, you know, AI, blockchain. A blockchain company. We know it's going to be a very, very prevalent technology. What we don't know is sort of the wide stream, the real open-ended sort of value here, and what companies are going to be around. You got to bet on management teams. You have to find management teams that you trust and that have turned around and built companies
0: in technology businesses they're the ones that are likely to be successful. Well, well, here's the thing. I think there was also a very big fundamental shift that happened as far as the currencies were concerned this week when Charlie Lee, the founder of Litecoin, sold his Creator entire stake. told coin, yeah. why he was right. doing it. I think that gave a lot of those people, the HODL people, that, yeah. you know, who just are never going to sell, made them think twice about it to Steve's point. is like, okay, it's great to, to maybe uh, be a billionaire or a millionaire on paper, but let's figure out actually how to really become a millionaire or a billionaire. Yeah. And so I think that changed the mindset of a lot of people who are holding for dear life.
2: Well, as you all know, on this show, we've talked to a lot of people who are big Bitcoin believers. They built businesses on Bitcoins. So well, one of the more surprising developments that actually happened today, Mike Novogratz, who we had on the show a couple times, he called for Bitcoin 8,000 and he scrapped his plans to bring out his crypto hedge fund. Quite a flip from what he told us just last week. Take a listen. So right now, you're, you're planning to launch your fund next year, in, you early know, next year uh, or so? End of the week. The end of the week. Did you move that up? (laughs) No,
4: no, no. We had, had, listen, you know, (laughs) launching a fund is always challenging. Uh, I wish we had launched it three months ago. Sure. um, Because it would have been much, much easier investing. And so at one point you just start. And so we're going to start, and uh, and we'll see from there.
2: By the way, we called Mike Novogratz and invited him back on, but he declined. Uh, But if you believe these guys on the way up, Mm -hmm. do you believe these guys – when times are tough. Do he's, I bel- calling, are you- he's calling for Bitcoin 8,000, which does not necessarily mean that that precludes his call for 40,000 well, sometime next year. You can't year. be dogmatic can
1: be in your – in other right. words, if you agreed with him on the way up and agreed with his rationale, just because he might be saying something you don't like to hear, you shouldn't then disagree with him. You can't mm-hmm. be Dogmatic. He knows a lot. My sense is Mike Novogratz knows more about Bitcoin than 99.5% of the people watching here today, myself included, BK's being the exception. So, again, if you believed his reasons for the uh-huh. way up, you got to believe his reasons for the way down.
2: You often talk about a two day rule. Mm-hmm. Does that apply to this? Of course. I,
3: I think you have to trade. You, when you said the guy originally traded like it's a stock, I think you have to trade everything. Three day rule, excuse me. Er, er, everything er, everything three-day, like three-day it's a stock. But, but yeah, <laughs> it is a three day rule. But <laughs> when, you, when you look at what happened with, with, uh, with Mike, it's, it's almost when you postpone an IPO. You know, the times aren't right for it. And when you look at Bitcoin, it is like a microwave. It is—it's unbelievable how fast those the actions that take and a stock out, years and then, to do. And then
2: Bitcoin found a bottom, bottom for the day. Right. right? He's
3: so. had such an unbelievable call, but when he—when he, now if he takes off this this fund and he wants to put a bottom into the stock, the whole thing gets a little convoluted. Mm-hmm. I don't want to take away from the fact that he's had an amazing right. call in Bitcoin. The question on the three-day rule, though, in a name that tra- let's say a stock that traded
4: like Bitcoin traded today, or any of these you know currencies traded today, look at Ripple. Ripple went down to like 69 cents or something like that. Closed at a buck 10. Bitcoin rallied right back. I look at it and say the three-day rule does not apply in this scenario. We saw a massive turnaround in these. I think it's very hey, bullish.
0: Let's just be really clear. He said he thinks that Bitcoin itself is going to be range-bound for right. months between 10,000 and right, 6,000, right. and it could go as low as 8,000. Right. And so, at the end of the day, this is a guy who's made hundreds of right. millions of dollars being long Ethereum. Okay, right. and he's got. You know, he's been trading. He's a momentum trader. He's a macro trader. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't take any of his targets and be trading off of that. And listen, you guys. I mean, this may be the mother of all time tops. That moved up to nineteen thousand five hundred or yep. something. The yeah. volume in right. which it did it. Okay, the market cap in which it did it. So to me, I think that range-bound call is probably a Not decent bad. call, decent which call. is <laughs> great for <laughs> traders and it's great for people who've been sick of the stock market at a nine and a
2: half VIX. Right. So okay, okay? Call with no it volatility. a base, wouldn't yeah, it? That's right. If it were. A Well, speaking of charts, our next (laughs) guest says today's crypto crush could actually be your best chance to buy Bitcoin. The chart master, Carter Worth, is over at the Plasma to take a look at the charts. Carter.
5: Yeah, we're going to look at a little history, but uh, the thing is, we've seen this dozens of times before in the short life that Bitcoin has had. But first, the depressing thing for all of us, and frankly, it is just that. Let's just just put this in context. A hundred grand since 2011, when Bitcoin basically, over the last five years, you know, you got a three-bagger in Apple, six million two in Tesla. Th- 3.7 billion. Now, let's say you didn't risk a hundred, you said, I'm not gonna do that, or that's a lot of money. You risked only ten 000. You'd have 370 million bucks in your pocket? How about if you risked thousand? Three, four million bucks? Nothing's like this. Yes, there's there are all the analogies to the South Sea bubble, to to the tulips. There's no rate of change ever in any of the data that is like this. But let's look at the current sell-off. Here is, now this is important. If you do an arithmetic chart, the thing looks like this. You can't even analyze it. But if you do logarithmic, non-linear, it puts the rate of change in perspective with preceding moves. So if I put the percentages on here, here we go. Now, what do you see? This is since inception, down 31, down 38, down 93 down 39, down 25, down 70, down 67, 73. So in that context, what makes this different? Now you could say, yeah, there was just a few people playing here now that's big money. Fair enough. But in the context of corrections, there's nothing different per se. Um, and if there were, then how did all these happen? I mean, this is just right in the percent. We have ones that are 93, 73, 67, 70, and this is only 33. So let's look at the here and now chart, just to put this in context. This is over the past year. I mean, these are remarkably uniform 25, 25, 31, 33. And if you were to draw a trend line for what it's worth, today we checked back almost perfectly. And after being down a lot more, it did close well. And we sort of bounced off this top of the channel. If you're not involved and you've wished you had made billions, take advantage of this uh, and put a thousand bucks in it or a little more.
2: Car is going to come on over. Yeah, I'm not going to, to ask over. the question because he's just going to come over. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you, Karen, for bringing the chair in. All right, Carter. So um, the last chart that you had was the 2017 chart.
5: Yes, just the. We've had four sort of 25. Right. Now again, you know, you know, you guys. it if it were a stock? If it, it's unlike anything else. So there's no way to know. We don't know what valuation is. You've got people who've made a lot of money talking about going down to 8,000. Maybe it's range bound. But the channel sort of lends itself perfectly to what trend work is and the check back is at a level where
2: That's what I was going to ask you. So then is this the perfect thing to use technical analysis for? It
5: it might just be because we certainly can't talk about cash flow. I mean, I know there was fundamentally an argument initially that it should be worth 20% of the total value of gold. There's all sorts of things, but I mean, Who knows what, right? But what we do know is, remarkably, when it was at its low point today, it touched the top of that channel and bounced.
0: You know, know, Carter, to Mel's point, you know, one of the things that, as I've been looking at Bitcoin in particular for most of the year, I found it it was like a magnet to round numbers. Did you find that in your work? It got stuck at like
5: 4,000. Remarkably uniform, sort of a lot of symmetry to it. The the advances and the pullbacks have uh, sort of uh, ratios in terms of magnitude and duration. And it's remarkable, again, how today's low and it was looking pretty bad. All of a sudden, this is what you're saying. It starts coming off the low and it closed very well.
2: Um, last question here. Do you wish the chart history were longer, though? I mean, you, you are. <laughs>
5: yeah, I mean, ideally. I mean, you you but don't I mean,
2: like to look at IPOs, for instance. Well, well the well, IPO reason. has no
5: history, right? Because so, right. what pattern interpretation is, if you think, is current price juxtaposed against past price. Just as fundamental is, if someone says they earned X for the quarter, a dollar, what if the last 10 quarters were, were 10 cents? It's a good quarter. What if the last 10 quarters were five bucks a quarter? Then the dollar's terrible. But
2: I mean, can you go. Can, if you five years the, is enough.
5: Five years, five years is, is, enough. is enough. Yes, sure.
2: Even sure. if it doesn't capture Bitcoin at a dollar.
5: Well, that's why I had to do log scale, so you can adjust yeah. for that. because the yeah.
2: Log scale. Yeah. Love I mean, where One is he? One and only Carter Worth. He's
1: in that, what is that he's thing we talked about? The Pantheon, Pantheon or the Parthenon? He's no. somewhere. No tie, though. Isn't he supposed to wear a tie the options in the show? Yeah, because yes, he's me on so Options yeah. Action, which Getting is next.
2: Carter, thank you. <laughs> Carter Worth of Cornerstone Macro. All right, time to... Uh, Anybody, did you buy Bitcoin or anything? Uh, you or know, any I bought coins? Bitcoin Cash, and okay. I actually
0: been, had been selling the Bitcoin. Um, and to me, I think our, our friend uh, that has been on the show a couple times now, uh, the evangelist for uh, Bitcoin yeah. Cash, has made a pretty compelling argument. And BK made a yeah. great argument on the show the other day. Faster, cheaper, right. or something yeah.
2: bigger. Mm-hmm. He was faster, a buyer, though, of cheaper. Bitcoin today. Yeah. Coming up, it is time to take stock of the dogs of the Dow. Will the highest-yielding stocks this year be your best bets for next year? We'll tell you the one name traders think could break out, plus... The retailers are raging ahead of the holiday shopping spree. Just how big of a boom could the Christmas season be? We'll bring you the latest. And later, one auto stock is stalling out this month. But we will tell you why the traders think it's about to kick into overdrive. Much more Fast Money right after this. Welcome back to Fast Money. The holiday travel rush is on during one of the busiest travel seasons of the year. Eric Chemi is all the way in New Jersey at the very exotic Newark Airport. Terminal B, apparently. Eric, what's the scene like?
6: That's right. So you can start to see a lot more people coming in now. This evening rush is starting. You can see the lines building up behind me. I want to run through a few numbers for you. 16 million people are expected to travel this holiday season. That's 26 percent more than a normal weekend like a couple weekends ago. But what's really interesting for the airline industry, it's one and a half percent more flights compared to last year's holiday season, but three percent more people compared to the season. So the industry is finding a way to get more flights and get more people per flight. If you want to take a look at one quarter corporate angle today, there was a fire at Dallas Love Field. That's a big hub for Southwest Airlines. They had to evacuate the terminal. Nobody was getting in and out for about 30 minutes. TSA lines for about 90 minutes. It's back to normal now, but you're seeing ripple effects throughout the Southwest network there. If you're waiting for a plane or a connection, that could be a problem. So watch out for that this weekend. Melissa, back to you.
2: All right, Eric. Thank you, Eric Chemi. Uh, at Newark Airport, this, of course, is the Dow Transport sit at record highs. So what do we make of some of these stocks? Keith?
1: Delta Airlines, and we've talked about this for a while, it made an all-time high, I think, earlier this week. If you look at valuation is compelling. I think it trades close to 10 times forward earnings, probably going to grow at 13 and this tax bill, out of all the companies that it favors, it favors Delta in one of the highest ways. Delta spoke about that on our investor meeting last week. Close to Anstrand today, but if you're looking at one uh, transport that works, I think it's DAL.
4: Yeah, I, I agree. I think Delta is a great name to own. That's probably my favorite pick of this year. I also like JetBlue, and I think American Air is one you can own as well. Any of these names, I think, are going to work because they really have strong fundamentals and pricings in their favor right now.
3: American Air, Delta, I see what you guys are saying, but they all look triple-toppy or double-toppy to me. I think they're a sell-off of this. But if you look at the vacation spots, the hotels, Marriott looks amazing. The chart is amazing, up 62% year-to-date.
2: All right, still ahead, one auto name is stalled out after a big run this year. But Dan Nathan says it's about to take off. He will tell us the name and why he is so excited, right? Excited. All right, I'm Melissa Lee. You're watching Fast Money and CNBC in Business Worldwide. In the meantime, here's what else is coming up on Fast.
5: It's the most wonderful time of the year. It sure is. And that's why the traders have four holiday stocks for your portfolio. We'll give you the names. Plus, you won't believe what dog of the Dow is showing signs of breaking out in 2018. We'll give you the name when Fast Money returns.
2: Welcome back to Fast Money. The last-minute shopping rush is here. So just how big are the, ship, how are the big shippers handling the deluge of holiday packages ahead of Christmas? Our Morgan Brennan is live at the New York Stock Exchange with the latest. Hi, Morgan.
7: Hey, Melissa. Well, combined UPS and FedEx expect to deliver... Uh, Over 1.1 billion packages this holiday season, and the U.S. Postal Service is looking to move 850 million. These are eye-popping numbers. Historically, this week is the busiest. So how's it going? Well, based on third-party data from Ship Matrix, pretty well. On-time performance for FedEx Ground, 98 percent last week. UPS Ground, over 97 percent after some early service hiccups. Early results for this week, according to Ship Matrix, showing that both are performing even better than those numbers. Now, UPS saying demand for its services, quote, remains very strong. We have returned to our original peak operating plan and normal delivery time in transit after that initial Cyber Week surge that exceeded our operating plans. For FedEx, CEO Fred Smith saying earlier this week that, quote, FedEx is on track for another record holiday shipping season. From a service standpoint, so far, the company saying it is the best peak season ever. Now, as for the poster service, last mile delivery, this is what Amazon uses very heavily, has been 99% on time, and it, too, has seen higher than expected volumes. This past Sunday, for instance, it forecast 6 million deliveries. It did 10.5 million. Now, we won't know all the costs until earnings, but overall, operations do seem to be going as planned in these crucial final days. But as we head into the holiday weekend, there's just one more delivery company to keep an eye on. XPO Logistics. Now, shares spiked today, up closing up 14 percent on a report that Home Depot has considered making a bid for this company, in part to reportedly keep XPO out of the hands of Amazon. XPO has emerged as the top provider of last-mile logistics for heavy goods like furniture and appliances in North America. It, too, is experiencing what it expects to be a record peak season. If you take a look at those shares, they're up 100 percent for the year. Melissa, wow. Merry Christmas, by the way. Merry Christmas
2: to you, Morgan. Thanks. Morgan Brandon at the NYSC. Uh, which shippers do you like or not like? Well,
0: it's funny. I'm going to k- key off Guy's commentary about FedEx early in the week. It had that great number. It trades cheaper to UPS. You like the management better. There's a reason why UPS is only up 4% of the year, right. massively underperforming the market and its peer. FedEx is up 35% of the year. That one probably on a valuation still has room to go.
2: Does it make sense for Home Depot to want to buy a shipper? I mean, this is not, it's not a tiny deal. I mean, XPO prior to the pop was probably $9 billion, Company or so.
3: Yeah, I don't. I don't think it makes a ton of sense. But uh, obviously, they have guys that are looking at these deals day to day, and they want to keep it out of the hands of an Amazon or, or whatnot. But I don't think it makes a whole lot of sense to me as far as the first
1: blush, first headline. Yeah, they have the balance sheet to do it. I understand what Steve's saying, but if you want to try to, everybody's trying to beat Amazon at their own game. So if you want to make a preemptive strike, this might but be the way even to do being it. Amazon. They will be. They. They potentially, if Amazon okay. were to come in. And, g- and g- gather up all these people, then you sort of squeeze out the Home Depots the world.
0: So to me, but I thought it's not Home a Depot wasn't strike. Amazonable.
1: I it was that's not the, whole it argument but, but I think the final market. I think miles. it will be.
0: And let me tell you something. What if Amazon and Lowe's link up, and they're going to use Amazon's logistics to do you know that, that sort of thing? I think Home Depot is the 800-pound gorilla in the room that has not been Amazon, and I think they want to control their own destiny. Exactly. You right.
4: know? I agree with that. I, I just I, I think it's very difficult. to to really for Amazon to encroach on Home Depot right now. So I would say it's still un-Amazonable. I would stick with Home Depot. I think it's a great name to own. And FedEx, I think, you know, they raised their 18 guidance on better margins. That's a name I'd own as well. I mean, you look at these these numbers that they're putting up. I mean, it's incredible. I think that
1: momentum continues.
4: These
2: guys all have uh, peak holiday surcharges too. So we might not even see the full impact of all this shipping.
1: Which is why you're not going to get the gift that I sent you because it's way too expensive to to ship you that fruitcake. I'm sorry. we we'll get in <laughs> February, Valentine's Day. You're wrapping <laughs> up Dan and sending him to most.
4: All right,
2: let's shift gears here. Our traders mm. don't want a lot for Christmas, but there is one thing that they do need, stocks. They've got four stocks they hope. Mariah Carey. I mean, are we going to play the Mariah Carey here? Yep. I mean, Santa Claus. Stuff's in their Christmas stockings every year, so we kick it off. Stockings you want to gift.
3: So so we've been talking a lot about tax, and tax was a very controversial issue uh, for both sides on Capitol Hill. What's not really a very controversial issue is the infrastructure plan. So the president spoke about that during his press conference when he was talking about his tax plan, his tax bill. Vulcan Materials, VMC. It's up uh, basically fractional for the year, but was up a point and a half today. Uh, look,
4: Ripple, Ripple, great turnaround today. This is a crypto play. There are a lot of companies out there that need to get into this sort of financial area. I think Ripple's a name that a, uh, Google could come in and actually take a partnership with,
0: and you can see it rip on that news. Yeah. Uh, GM, stay tuned after the break. I'm going to tell you how I'm playing it here. Autonomous and EV, big thing. Next year. Merry,
2: Merry Christmas,
1: everyone. Target to get you done. Melms, back to you.
2: Merry Christmas. Stay tuned. Options action is up next. <laughs>